Hello, and welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Wallawa Buddhist Temple. I am Rev. Clarissa Beattie, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Rev. Master G.U. Kennett. You are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. From Great Master Dogen As I would now explain it, diligently practicing the way means letting all things be what they are in their self-nature. As you put your essential oneness into operation by following the road away from discriminatory and dualistic thinking, When you have abandoned that type of thinking and have thus passed beyond its barriers, you will cease to be affected by its explanations, which, like the nodes in bamboo, block free passage, or by its theories, which are as convoluted as the knots in a piece of pine wood. Imagine a sturdy bamboo staff, say as thick as your wrist and as long as you are tall. If you were to try to look through it from the hole at one end, you would not be able to see clearly because of the regularly spaced nodes ringing and transecting it all along its length. These joints are crucial for the structural strength of the plant at points where branches grow off from the vertical calm. But nodes left in will also stop the light from streaming down through the length of your cut stalk of bamboo. Unless nodes are removed, they will prevent water from flowing freely all along the length of your hollow pipe, or stop a bamboo flute from producing music. Like the passage clogged by these obstructions, so is the mind which is full of explanations, blocking the flow of the water of the spirit.
blocking the light of clarity, stopping the music. Imagine a piece of milled pine, maybe a six-foot-long two-by-six board. The more knots, the weaker the wood, as twisted knots contribute to warping and checking. Knots appear at regular intervals where branches grew out of the tree's trunk, and when a piece of pine has a lot of knots, the convoluted patterns that result from the cut can look nicely decorative. And while almost any piece of pine can serve, it is the smooth, higher-grade wood more clear of knots, level and true, that is most desirable for building a solid and lasting piece of work. Thus it is also that the mind free of theories is more helpful as a foundation for practice. How am I like the bamboo? How am I like the pine? Here I sit in meditation, and among the thoughts which arise during my sitting, and in the course of my everyday practice, are my theories and explanations, my notions, ideals, and stories of how things have been in the past, how they are now how they will likely be in the future. These familiar ideas have their purpose in context, and our theories and explanations are not inherently bad or good. They are just thoughts, and we do not try to stop their arising. Yet, as we continue in our practice of serene reflection meditation, it becomes increasingly important to let go of our theories and explanations, even as they arise, and to base our words and actions on something deeper. This is what Dogen means by letting all things be what they are in their self-nature. As you put your essential oneness into operation by following the road away from discriminatory and dualistic thinking, how do I do this? How? Do I let go of my explanations and theories?
First, what are my explanations and theories? Am I even aware of them as such? Well, for a start, how do you define Buddhism? How would you explain meditation practice to someone who asks? What is your theory of how to live a decent life? What does it mean to you to see the Dharma in whatever arises? And how are your intellectual notions on such topics different from actually saying and doing all of these things based on something deeper? My theories and explanations are what hold me up these constructs of my being. My nodes and knots are the built-in characteristics of my mind. They are what make me who I am. So the thought of letting them go is just anathema to the self. I mean, I can let go of extra clutter. I can give away out-of-date and unused things. But these, these dearly held explanations and theories of mine, wait, I'm still using them. Would you welcome more room in your heart? How much are you willing to accept? How much are you willing to let go? How often do you hear a thought cross your mind like, I don't have time for this? Or something like, we don't have room for this in the house. This sense of not enough time, of limited space in my life. Notice the common thread of a sense of something lacking. But how can time or space be inadequate? Time and space are infinite. The answer to this cramped sense of lack is not to make room. The more I try to make space or time, the less of it I seem to have to work with. The response that I have found most helpful 
when that tense feeling of lack arises, is to allow room. Notice the distinction. Rather than make room, allow room. The illusion of control is powerful. My thoughts create my reality more often than I realize. But to release this illusion of my personal control is even more powerful, though not in the way I might expect. By allowing room, I withdraw the assertion of my personal will which seeks to control my environment internally and externally. By letting go of making happen, I cease to block room. I cease to complicate space itself. Room is everywhere. It is as simple and plentiful as negative space in drawing. An abundance of room surrounds all objects, permeates every particle of everything. I am willing to cease making happen. I allow room in my heart to expand, to hold everything. I allow space and time for everything, and then whatever arises can be gently held and let go, according to what is truly good to do. Now, here, Within all this infinite room, I may begin to let all things be what they are in their self-nature. Their self-nature is Buddha-nature. Letting things be as they truly are is not merely passivity. Truly letting things be is dynamic. Structure is helpful in daily practice. Habit lays down foundational patterns of thought, speech, and action. And, at some point, even forms must be let go of, even as we follow them, for the deepest refuge, the diligent following of the way lies beyond personal standards of discipline or laxity. To let things be as they truly are is full of wonder. It can fall softly like the snow, 
This allowing sweeps away concerns about getting it right. It calls like a beacon right through all obstacles. It dissolves all obstacles. Opening my heart to this call, reflecting whatever appears without judging myself or anything that arises, without even naming all that arises, without pushing or grasping all that arises. Subject and object dissolve, and what appears Who is the one who sits heart open with all that arises? It doesn't matter what crops up within the beating, contemplating heart and mind. It seems to matter. It affects us and the world around us on one level. As we notice the feeling of hard obstruction or the strangulation of entangling convolution. But in the big picture, what is it that truly matters? The wise and compassionate acceptance and release of all that arises. This understanding and wholehearted living out of the Buddha nature, our true nature, is what is sometimes recognized as the Buddha seal. And the embodiment of this stamp of Buddhahood is available to all beings. Try this sometime, perhaps the next time you sit quietly for a short while. Sit up straight in your skin, and no matter what comes up, Repel nothing, deny nothing, and do not prevaricate. Clutch nothing, repress nothing, seize nothing. And each time you come to and see that you've got a hold of something, or it has got a hold of you, Relax your grip. Release your grip, even. Yield. Try this just a little and see whether it is for you. Notice the effect when you do this just for a little bit. 
Then, should you feel pulled toward allowing a pattern to establish itself of turning inward in this way, take note whether your world becomes more capacious for you. And do not expect to achieve anything by this. Just give. Offer your quiet sitting or you're not so quiet sitting. Tender this spacious heart upon the altar of the eternal, which is everywhere, which you may face at every turn. By following the road away from discriminatory and dualistic thinking, Put your essential oneness into operation. When drawn to meditate routinely, practice also allowing room in this heart to hold whatever arises in the heart. This does not mean necessarily major changes in work habits or in the usual daily schedule. Allowing room in the heart does not mean moving furniture in the house or cleaning out the garage. It means simply allowing whatever arises to arise and pass naturally without grabbing on or pushing away without adding my explanations for it, or theories on why it is arising, or where it will go when it passes, or any such thing. Allowing whatever takes form in my awareness to arise and pass naturally also does not minimize what is coming up or its impact on my senses, thoughts, and emotions. This kind of opening to what is does not ignore what is uncomfortable and it does not procrastinate doing what needs to be done. In fact, opening the heart to this kind of spaciousness tends to highlight what needs my attention, and also provides the means for discovering ways to help that are free of the blockages of self. Skillful ways, unfettered by explanations and theories, and clear of convoluted knots. Whatever twisted knots or obstructing nodes may crop up in what I think, say, or do, they are in truth enveloped in generous spaciousness. Here is the expanse in which to dwell, enduring even in this passing moment, abiding even in this fleeting lifetime. Within my whole body 
as it slowly ages. With every word to cross my lips, in every transitory thought, may I unfurl eternity. Or at least may I do my best to try not to prevent each small thing being just as it is in its true nature. Like bamboo, like pine, like my ideas, which are like knots and nodes. Each thing has its true place, its purpose for existing, just as it is. Even if for nothing else than what it offers by being accepted and by being let go. Bamboo and pine have endured long, each in its place. In the cycles of nature as well as in the ancient Dharma. The graceful bamboo is a prolific giant grass that is also of good use in Buddhist teaching and practice, thanks to its great strength and flexibility simultaneously. And this helpfulness includes each node as needed structurally or its unblocking as necessary to permit free flow. And in addition to being a fine choice for building, the gentlemanly tall mountain pine stands as a living example of steadfast endurance through bright perseverance, with stately boughs branching out even in the snows of adversity to shelter those below, whether its knots are many or few. It's not that my thoughts are an immovable impediment to my doing my practice. It's not that when I sit or go about my day, dualistic thoughts don't arise. It's not even that complicated edifices of polarizing thought don't arise as I go on along the way. It's simply that by recognizing and abandoning that type of thinking, and by continually going on beyond its obstruction, I will be ceasing to be affected by it. And thereby, as Dogen points out, even though it may be merely for a moment, when someone whilst sitting upright in meditation, puts the mark of the Buddha seal upon his three types of volitional actions, namely those of body, speech, and thought. The whole physical universe and everything in it 
becomes and is the Buddha seal. All of space throughout becomes and is enlightenment. Thank you for joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart That Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at walawabuddhisttemple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan Shrine of our Meditation Hall, we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings including you, wherever you may be.